Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast with Twisted Spoke Apothecary here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you're here and local around the area, you can find all of their products in the bike shops around the area. In addition, personally speaking from experience, I really love their products, especially their full spectrum tincture. This is a great product and no lie, this is no ad or paid endorsement. Um, how effective this works on my recovery. And also I use it with my two dogs and cat, so they also have a pet specific line for a full spectrum pet tincture. Um, the dosage, make sure you guys talk to a specific specialist with this about the dosage or if you're ever gonna try um, CBD. But it's something to consider, something to bring up in conversation, especially with you or your athletes. So make sure that you guys check out their store in Colorado Springs, but also reach out to them on social media. All right, guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Have a great day and let us know if you have any questions. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast with Twisted Spoke Apothecary. We can't thank these guys enough for all their support here for our podcast and also providing some amazing content that you guys are going to really enjoy. They're going to dive deep into the practical application along with the research of CBD along with the historical context of CBD. Now, if you guys have any questions whatsoever, um, please talk to your healthcare provider before diving into this as a decision-making process, Um, but make sure that you have the most information possible. This podcast is going to provide that to you, and I can't emphasize all the things we're going to talk about today. I recommend pausing, writing some notes down, and if you have any questions, please let us know. Last but not least, all of our citations will be in the bio. So check that out, but get excited as here we go. We're going to get started for the CBD and athletic performance podcast. All right. Hey everyone, this is Austin from the WPB health consulting podcast. Um, Today we are talking about CBD and performance, and I'm so excited for this podcast as we have two very special guests on this podcast. This is Gabe and Wen from Twisted Spoke, um, and they are going to talk about um, the resources for CBD and athletes, specifically in mostly bikers because they're bike specialists, um, but we're also going to talk about performance in other forms and sports and why it can help you in performance. So it's not necessarily just for, for bikers, it's for any athlete because that's really what the research is finding, and you guys are going to hear all about it here today. So without further ado, let's have you guys introduce yourselves, talk about your your store, and talk about um, how you got into it. I'm Wen. Um, I am an avid cyclist and outdoor enthusiast, but I spent my entire professional career working in the cannabis industry and wanted to figure out a way to kind of bring those two worlds together. Um, and yeah, I met my partner, Gabe. Yeah, we were working at a bike shop together. And... Um... I was brewing kombucha. Um, you know, I, I found it as a, a healthier alternative to alcohol, but something I could enjoy. And uh, when was like, you ever think about putting CBD in that? I'm a few years sober and I'm like, CBD? Like, is, is that like weed? What is that? I, so I tried it and I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. People have said a lot of things about this and I kind of was like, yeah, whatever. But when I tried it, I actually had my firsthand experiences with it that, you know, led me to believe that there was something really cool there. 
you know, I, I wasn't getting euphoria. I wasn't getting messed up or anything like that, but I saw some pretty cool advantages to it. And uh, yeah, we, we were joking around, like, let's start something. And, you know, we, uh, we started making some cool products, uh, CBD infused, honey tinctures, eventually worked into topicals and, you know, our storefront that we're sitting in right now. And we've got manufacturing in the same facility here. Um, and not to tout our own, toot our own horn too much, but we really have tried to develop CBD products catered towards athletes and catered towards the way you know, we health want to use conscious, them. <laughs> the way we want to use them and also health conscious people, right? So, you know, especially with our ingestible products, how do we keep that ingredient stack as small as possible, right? Um, let's use the most high quality ingredients possible. Let's try to work with our topicals to work with other compounds that are really going to benefit people pre-workout, during workout, post-workout, and really kind of structure all those products around, is this a during workout product? Is this a post-workout product? Um, and so we, we have that conversation wherever we're bringing a new product to the market is, how is this going to be utilized by an athlete and also by the average person? You know, we're bicyclists for everyone. You know, we, we're not, we, we don't want to be exclusionary. Um, and we, we, we're, we, our products work just as well for your mom as they will for you. But, um, you know, it's, it's, they really are catered to the athlete. Yeah. Well, one, one thing that I just want to uh, ask real quick before we get into it is where are you guys located for our listeners here? So we're in Colorado Springs. I mean, the address 140 East Garden of the Gods Road, um, Sweet E. So we are on Garden of the Gods, closest to Nevada, between Nevada and Mark Dabbling. Um, yeah. Easy enough to find. You can find on, on our website or Google. We're looking at the Santa Fe Trail right now, where yeah. we're super convenient to, you know, a lot see of- see a nice body of water through yeah. that window. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, we, we, we're, we're tr we try to be convenient to cyclists. And uh, we also have some high-end bike parks in our shop just because, you know, we're, we're really dorky when it comes to that kind of stuff. And we want all the titanium and carbon we can get our hands on and all the shiny anodized Emotional stuff. benefits are huge here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> self-esteem building, whether it's CBD or bike parts. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. And I, I'm why we asked that question is just to make sure that we have listeners in nine different countries, if you can believe that. It's not necessarily just Colorado Springs, but um, they they love to hear about this because this is uh, what we're going to talk about is the next, I, I almost want to say almost performance enhancing product. Um, and so we're going to get into it here, guys. So let's talk about um, CBD here today. So first things first, um, a lot of the research we're finding in the scientific literature is uh, basically kind of questionable at this point with CBD. We, there's not enough research because it's, it's so new. It's, it's really something that people are wanting to learn more about. So this is why we have you guys on um, and talking about how it can improve performance. So let's go with our first question here today. Um, so for this question, um, this is going to discuss specifically pain um, and CBD. So a lot of our athletes are either having some muscle soreness or delayed onset muscle soreness, or they're in some sort of pain from the activities that they're doing. And this is not necessarily because they're bikers or they're specifically doing a, a sport, but what they're finding is in, in high intensity team contact sports like rugby. Um, the researchers are finding there's a high prevalence um, of athletes who are using CBD to try to improve 
um, or decrease soreness and improve sleep quality. Um, and so what they're relying on is the team doctors are prescribing tramadol, which for those who don't know, it's a prescription painkiller essentially. Um, so would you guys suggest this is your primary aim is to improve recovery for recreational or professional athletes and try to get them off of these certain like prescription Absolutely, pain? Man. It's a, it's a healthier alternative as we see it. Um, you know, when is definitely more keyed into the science if you want to. Yeah. So we, there's, there's a lot, there's a long history of tramadol use in a lot of different sports, cycling included. And it's very over-prescribed, as you know, because it's a synthetic opioid. And because of that, the consequences aren't quite as high initially as a, a normal opioid would be. Um, it has major long-term effects and it definitely affects our bodies very differently than CBD. So to put them in the same category isn't really fair. What CBD does is it helps buffer um, it helps buffer our body's natural ability to process pain. It's not going to hit our dopamine receptors and kill pain in the same way. It's going to allow us to process that pain better. So it's more tolerable. It's still there. It's still noticeable. One of the upsides of that as an athlete is you're not going to continue to overuse those muscles, right? You're not going to continue to re-injure because you're still aware of that injury, even though you're able to process that pain better. Um, we see that athletes can and will overuse drugs in general if they feel one because they're stressing their body so much and they are dealing with chronic pain but two there's also a tendency to try to get every benefit possible you know when we're dealing with an avid athlete we encourage them to use cbd on a daily basis but also in, in smaller doses uh, because we're, we don't want to buffer the body's natural um, inflammation response that aids to adaptation, right? We, we do believe that, especially when we're talking about like a high contact sport, you know, I recommend that people take super high doses after every game because of all the head trauma and the neuroprotecting qualities of the CBD around high contact sports are really interesting. So utilizing those high doses for very specific workouts or very specific recovery sessions, um, I think is the most beneficial way. And then using it as a daily supplement in smaller increments in like a, and so let me just to give some frame of reference, a daily dose would be in the 25 milligram range and a higher dose um, to deal with like a, to have a neuroprotecting quality would be a few hundred milligrams plus. Yeah, I think, that's what I wanted to get into a little bit more is the dosing strategies, because um, like I said earlier, the biggest thing is they're finding right now is the research, but also anecdotal like feedback from a client, like your clients or your customers are probably giving you information back of like, here's what we're finding. Like, and like I said, the, the literature is hard to determine what that like dosing protocol is. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit more in this podcast but you, you describe it perfectly where it's like high contact sports, right? What is our primary object, objective? We're treating the cause, not the symptoms. That's something that we definitely promote in our consulting is we're treating the cause, not the symptoms. So we're not just masking what's going on. And like you said, with the general adaptation where you want athletes to recover and kind of have a little, a little bit of inflammation is okay. It's just when it gets too much is what we're trying to prevent. So, and 
and we work with a lot of mountain bikers and, and bodybuilders. Um, and that's, that's what they're looking for. They're, they're not looking for the like painkiller, like you said, like with tramadol, where it's like just masking the, the painkilling um, side effects and then potentially leading to a, to a destructive behavior long-term because of dependency. But I think what you said too, and I just want to clarify this, they're not in the same class. So that's another thing that's kind of frustrating with literature is like, you can't compare, uh, you know, essentially to dr like a drug class versus like essentially a natural product. <laughs> so um, I think you guys summarized that. <laughs> One of my favorite, cannabis is safer than water, right? It's easier to hurt yourself. And I use the term cannabis to describe hemp and marijuana both, um, all cannabinoids. It's easier to consume too much water and hurt yourself than it is to consume too many cannabinoids and hurt yourself. The safety profile around cannabinoids are, is so good, right? I mean, there isn't a safer substance that you can consume. So in terms of like things I'm gonna try, why don't we at least try the one that has the safest profile possible first? Um, and that's part of what we're trying to, you know, get people to realize is like, no, we want you to use this in lieu of ibuprofen, in lieu of, some of those daily over-the-counter supplements, then long-term use can cause major issues. Yeah. Your kidneys, my man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So moving into the the next kind of question is defining um, some common fallacies with CBD products. So we have a lot of questions about this: is how much THC is allowed in CBD products? And then second is, can you explain to our listeners the difference between THC and CBD? So they're not like, oh, well, weed is weed, right? Like defining the actual difference and what that means. Um, so the federal legal limit here in um, the United States and in most of Europe and um, not most of South America, but in the United States and Europe, it is 0.3%. In a lot of South America, it's 1%. Um, what that means is that for a, for instance, in our product, um, we say that for a 33.33 milligram dose, we have less than one milligram of THC. Um, what that means really is that we're running at about, you know, a 30 ish to one ratio, 35 to one ratio. Um, and so you're never going to really exceed a THC dose that is gonna be intoxicating for two reasons. One, you don't have enough milligrams, right? Sure, if you turn this bottle upside down, sorry, the full spectrum bottle upside down, um, you could theoretically get high. The problem with that is, is that for a lot of people, the CBD will bond to that THC and act as a buffer. And so what happens when you, when CBD bonds to THC is it stops the psychoactivity of the THC while maintaining the medical benefits. So you can really get the best of the THC without any of the negative side effects. Um, because of that, you know, full, some people are wary of full spectrum products. Um, Long-term use of a full spectrum product on a normal THC drug test not a WADA test, which we're going to get into later, or a World Anti-Doping Administration test, um, but, a, but a normal employment drug test, you could test positive after weeks of use of this, right? So after a long buildup of daily use. That's why we also provide an isolate product. This is 
we this is what we say is a no THC product. Um, there is there is always a possibility of absolutely minute traces, but it will not show up on any lab equipment. It's not detectable. It's, it's, yeah. Um, and so it's it's nice to give people those options, but what we do know from the science is that CBD and THC work better together. And it's also not as simple as just to say CBD and THC, right? There's over 200 different cannabinoids. And one of the things that me and Gabe are really passionate about is utilizing these trace cannabinoids um, for oh, no. the athlete's benefit. And right, so it's like some, and this is a thank you, Gabe, because sure. CBD is a great daytime, all day, every day supplement, right? I will take, I took CBD right before this meeting because it helps with public speaking. Um, CBN works a hell of a lot better for nighttime. It will put you to sleep. Um, it makes you very tired. We also utilize CBG in our topicals um, because CBG is a powerful anti-inflammatory and pain buffer, just like CBD, but it also has amazing antimicrobial and antibacterial qualities. So especially like this is a chamois cream product that you would use to help buffer chafing on a bike saddle. So you can imagine the amount of bacterial buildup you know, people have major saddle sore issues and we have athletes that are sidelined for entire seasons based on bike, uh, sorry, bacterial buildup in their crotch, right? And it just turns into really gnarly boils that sometimes require surgery. And so if we can, you know, help buffer that, one, by reducing chafing and two, um, so we're stopping the breakdown of the skin. But two, we're also providing some um, qualities that are really going to help the skin heal and also fight off those bacterial infections. You know, that's kind of the perfect trifecta in our opinion, um, especially when we're talking about a high impact area for cycling, um, your crotch, right? Um, and this is not a men's product. It's not a women's product. This is pH balance for everyone. So again, you know, it's like our whole idea behind our line is that we want to be inclusive. It's not... It is an anti-chafing cream. Yes, it's designed for cyclists, but we've been finding that athletes in all realms are getting amazing benefit. You know, it's people are using it to help deal with calluses, broken skin, um, rock climbing, harness chafing. You know, the list goes on and on of possible uses. Yeah, I like the practical application side of things, what you guys are talking about, because a lot of these listeners are going to hopefully take away from this is like, here's here's what the products mean. And then how do I use them correctly? And I think you guys do an awesome job of clarifying that for them. And really quick, I don't think I did a good enough job of explaining that CBD will not get you high. So CBD by itself, the, you might feel slightly relaxed. Um, for instance, with CBN, you might feel a little bit tired, um, but none of them are going to cause an intoxicating effect like THC. THC can cause a little bit of disorientation in high doses. Mm -hmm. um, it can cause, you know, some more sleepiness. Um, I, I mean, general highness, right? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe until yeah. you've experienced it. Um, but you don't get that same response from a cannabinoid. Um, you know, you do, I don't really like equating THC to alcohol because you're not as intoxicated as alcohol. Um, but the cannabinoids, you know, are, are more similar to caffeine or melatonin. You know, it's a very light, um, you know, it's a very light change of consciousness. Um, most people feel hundred percent confident operating, um, motor vehicles and bicycles and are allowed to do so while consuming CBD. Um, 
when we get in, I, I, we, we, we do recommend that you don't consume, sorry, consume CBN before operating motor vehicles. But, you know, again, that really comes down to your own personal experience with the individual cannabinoid. And um, really quick, it's just, and that has to do with your own body's natural response, right? So part of the reason, and we'll talk a little more about this later, I'm sure, but the reason why dosages change so much person to person, our dosages are very different. Our endocannabinoid systems are very different, right? Mm -hmm. So our bodies are partially governed by these things that absorb and produce cannabinoids, right? So your body is naturally producing these cannabinoids we're talking about right now. They're in your system. So all we're doing is supplementing your body's natural endocannabinoid system to allow it to govern our nervous system, our neurological system, our immune system, um, and give all of those other systems a little bit of more backing, right? We're just trying to support those systems and hold them up and create a better homeostasis of the general body, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. with anything that, you know, that you're new to, people ask us, they come in, how do I figure out what my dose is? And like Wen said, it's very different for everyone. It's experiential. You try it, you start small, you build up, and it depends on what your goals are. For athletic purposes, you're probably going to be taking higher doses. I take a huge dose before I go on a mountain bike ride. And again, we'll get into that, but this What morning, is a huge dose for you? A huge dose for me is like 120 to 150 milligrams. Um, generally speaking, I'm taking about 15 to 20 milligrams every morning. Um, CBN is needed. I don't, I don't use this every night, but you know, I, I use it when I know that I'm going to have a challenge to restful sleep. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but uh, you know, th there are different experiences that you get with a 15 milligram dose and 150 milligram dose. And that's really up to you to determine with your experience with the product, you know, and, and a big goal we have is making it affordable and attainable, you know, so we want you to be able to afford the product so that you can experiment with it and not feel like you're throwing money away. It's like you talk about, you know, a lot of these studies are recommending are done around 200 milligram doses. You know, most studies are done around 25 milligram doses, which is the reason why our products are designed around the 33.33 milligrams because we want to guarantee you get a minimum of 25. Right. Right. Um, but we recognize that 200 milligram doses, 500 milligram doses sometimes are necessary, especially when dealing with injury. And it's not fair to charge somebody $200 for 2000 milligrams, um, you know, which is you will find those kinds of pricing online. Right. That's why we provide 2000 milligrams for $45. And the idea behind that is to make those milligrams attainable to make this a more usable medicine, a more usable supplement. And in order to do that, it has to be like cost effective. We don't right? want you to be afraid <laughs> to take a reasonable dose that's going to actually work. We hear stories work. all the time. We have people come in and say, well, I've tried CBD before, I don't know. And it's like, well, how much did you take? Oh, I took 10 milligrams a day for a month. And it's like, yeah, dude. Please try our product. Please take more. <laughs> Here's how we can help you. actually benefit from. Yes. Um, so a good so, way to think about it, like, right, we were talking about creatine the other day, right? Dosing around, that's a gram. That's a thousand milligrams of CBD, right? So think yeah, about for that. Sure. Compare it to other supplements, you know, it's like most CBD doses are a joke. You know, it's like in order to really get the benefits that people talk about, we got to step up the milligrams for most of the population. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can go off of that with most 
the, the supplements we recommend. Like protein is a really easy example for a lot of our listeners. Like, are you consuming enough protein is the same kind of concept for the, these individuals just for recovery purposes. Because if you're truthfully not consuming 20 to 40 uh, grams of protein, either before or after a workout, is it really showing up effect from the muscle protein synthesis side of things? So I think exactly what you said with the dosing protocol is truthfully individualizing your approach too. like, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit, but knowing, like, like you said, start small, build up kind of what you are getting feedback from yourself, understand that too. Um, and then also talking with people who are professionals like you guys of, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Is this the right way to go about dosing the strategy? Because like you said, if someone comes in and tell, like you said, 10 milligrams and they're like, man, I'm not feeling any effects of this. You know, it's like, well, not everyone is going to feel the effects of it at 10 milligrams. And most people probably won't even feel that. And so it's, it's really talking with people and understanding, you know, why we're doing this instead of just being like, well, I just saw the CBD product online. I bought it because the branding looks sweet. Like, <laughs> like, and that's the problem with, we could go into that is the sports supplement industry is that's what the, how they target people, right? Like it looks cool or it's got flashy colors on the outside of it, but does it truly have the effects of it? Is it dosed correctly? So, and that's the most important, right? So I think you highlight so many awesome things and I just want to kind of go off of that here. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit back, but there's fear amongst, you know, drug testing, right. Um, in athletes specifically, um, I, we, when, when, and I talked about this, um, previously, but, um, cyclists, um, but Olympians, bodybuilders doing a, a WADA test, you know, they, they feel like they're, they might fail it. So they don't take it. Right. And they, they feel like it's all, oh, well, there's high THC compounds in their CBD products. How do I know if it's a safe product? How do I know if, if what I'm getting is exactly what is on the bottle or on the product? How do I know that? How do I feel like I have confidence in that? So I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So how, how do you guys kind of discuss that with your customers specifically and ensure that your, the quality of your product is there? Um, to make sure that, Hey, you know what, if they, to one ease their, their consciousness with that, and then two know for a fact, like, Hey, you're not going to fail a drug test. Things are going to be fine. And yeah, you guys can kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. So really quick, Gabe, sure. I just want to touch, let me, I want to take this as two different parts, right? I really okay. consider this two different questions. Sure. First off. Um, so I was just, sorry, I apologize. I was looking at my notes because I want to be very specific about my numbers here. Um, the World Anti-Doping Administration's threshold for THC used to be zero. So there's a very funny story that I shared with you that I'd like to share with your uh, viewers, our listeners. And so the uh, snowboarding was added to the Winter Olympics. And USA goes one, two, three, gold, silver, bronze. And we all test positive for marijuana. <laughs> Who'd have thunk, right? <laughs> They all claimed to be at the same house party a month previous and got it all via secondhand smoke. I don't know that I believe that, but <laughs> the point of the story is, right, that that is no longer a risk because they changed the threshold to 150 nanograms per deciliter with a really large margin of error. So the actual number that triggers a positive test 
for a doping control for competition is 175 nanograms per deciliter. What does this actually mean? What this actually means that you will have to consume cannabis during most athletic events in order to trigger the positive because the half-life of using um, a THC product, sorry, so I shouldn't, let me be specific, not cannabis, the THC product, if we're inhaling it, right, we're gonna see a peak that's gonna exceed the 150 nanograms per deciliter, 175, probably in the 250 range, about five to 10 minutes after we're inhaling. We're then gonna see that drop off really, really, really significantly and 25 minutes to 30 minutes later, you're gonna be well below the threshold that WADA set in place. Why did they do that? They did that for a very good reason. Their concern is not you using cannabis in your personal life or using THC products in your personal life. Their concern is about you being intoxicated on the start line, which is mm -hmm. a very, very good concern. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why it's like, we don't recommend that you use CBN during competition. And there are, and they actually disallow, um, you to consume a lot of other cannabinoids during competition other than CBD. CBD is the one that they call out and say, use it during the competition. You can put it in your water bottle and drink it on your bicycle during athletic event. You can have it sitting next to you while you're doing a lifting competition. Totally fine. Mm -hmm. We, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, we, you know, we work really hard to make sure that our products aren't going to build up a threshold. The one time where you might run into issues and in failing a drug test are taking a really high dose edible. If we're consuming an oral edible that's really high in THC, the half-life is going to change really dramatically depending on your metabolism, depending on your body weight. Um, okay. The numbers that I provided are specifically around inhalation of THC. What does this mean for our products? <laughs> Our products have not an anywhere near enough THC that it's ever going to trigger that positive, right? We're not smoking a joint. We're consuming a one milligram dose to maybe even a couple milligram dose, but we're doing it many hours before you're ever going to go into competition. And it's never going to impact you in a way that you're going to have any issues. If you are concerned about it, and for some of our athletes, before they go into a big competition, we will recommend they switch over to using our isolate tincture a week prior to the event, just to give them a little more peace of mind. We understand the science. We do not trust testing labs, especially when it comes to <laughs> testing people's blood for cannabinoids. That is part of the reason why WADA has that very large loophole that pushes it up to 175, because they realize and they acknowledge in their own literature that their testing equipment isn't accurate enough. Mm -hmm. And I would never want an athlete to get the bad chemist on a bad day right. or a miscalibrated machine that may put them over the limit. And then they're having to go to that B sample and have to go through that headache. Right. I never want water to have to go to that B sample because of my product. So let's just be extra care careful. Um, in terms of our products, Yes. So as a hemp manufacturer, you know, we make all of these products. There's certain rules and guidelines that we have to follow. Um, we have a term that we use called label claim. So our label claim on this product is 2000 milligrams of CBD. This is a whole plant extract. 
full spectrum. You know, this isn't just one or another. Um, traditionally, there have been a lot of companies that will put a total amount of the extract that they use as their milligram. For us, this 2000 milligrams means that when we send it to a third party lab to test it, that they're going to hit at least this number of CBD plus everything else, plus CBG, et cetera. Um, we make sure that it will test at 2000 milligrams across many different labs, despite their calibration, which means that typically our products are slightly above <laughs> label claim because we never want anybody to question us um, about what, what they're purchasing. And that's, a, that's something we see in feedback all the time. People are like, I've been using CBD for years and I just started <laughs> using yours because it was a little bit cheaper. And why is it so much better? Why, why am I like noticing it when I'm such a long time user? It's like, because my 2000 milligram tincture isn't 1300 milligrams of CBD, it's 2000 milligrams of CBD. Mm -hmm. So it's giving you a much more reasonable expectation and measurable, repeatable dose. And, you know, that's hugely important to us. You know, testing is expensive, but we do it because it keeps us accountable to our customers and to ourselves and to the law. You know, we have to be under certain thresholds with THC and we have to respect that. And it's important to us. It's not something where we want to cut corners. I, my, my dad is a lifelong cannabis activist, and I was blessed to start in this industry super young. And I developed a lot of relationships over a really long time. And I like to think that our quality control starts with plants, right? So we've developed relationships directly with the farmers and I get to go and like visit the hemp plants um, and say hi to them before they get extracted and like <laughs> make everything is cool. And we, them. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we, we, might, we might not be cultivating them, but we have cultivated relationships over a decade that allows us to provide and, and access cannabinoids at a better price point so that we can provide that dollar savings to you guys. But also that means that we have more of a hand in quality control. And I can say, I want that stuff, not that stuff. Yes. Because, and we will go out of our way to pick like full spectrum extracts um, that have higher levels of some of those other 200 trace cannabinoids or the ones that are testable. A lot of them aren't testable yet. Um, but we, we really try to strive to find things and it doesn't mean they're gonna show up on our COAs, but the raw ingredients that we use have one in 2% of a lot of these super minor cannabinoids that, that we really believe aids to this overall effect. Um, and, you know, because again, really the full plant extract is where we're going to see the most benefit for most people. Yeah, I think to highlight some of the things that you really mentioned is the quality, like you use the term quality of control of your products. And I think, like you said, you know, exactly from literally the farm to giving it to the consumer, exactly what's in it. And the label accuracy is like you guys talked about, like you're getting what is on the label. You're not getting um, ingredients that are added or anything questionable because, hey, we have processes in place to set us up, set us up successfully so that you're getting exactly what we promised you and the benefits of that. And that's one of the reasons why we want you guys on the podcast is because I was able to talk with Gwen specifically about the quality of the products going into the store, knowing very, very confidently, hey, this is exactly what you're getting. It's not, it's not questionable. Um, you feel very confident consuming the product if you need it, um, which we recommend most athletes could potentially benefit from it. Um, so that's, that's why we want you on here to discuss it, because I feel like there's a, not a lot of clarity behind it. And so we really appreciate you guys 
bringing that. So with that being said, let's get into the benefits and the effects uh, of CBD. Um, so due to the, like, we've kind of touched on this uh, pretty significantly already, but due to the product of CBD having limited trials, like we've talked about earlier in scientific literature, how do you assist uh, your customers or clients or athletes discussing this as a potential benefit for coaching? Is it for treating, like we talked about the cause uh, of, hey, I'm not recovering properly. How do I implement this effectively? Which products do I use from this? You know, how do you effectively coach um, or consult your clients in the use of the products? And I know we've kind of mentioned this already, but truthfully, how do you use it effectively? So the first thing that I want to say is that CBD is a tool in our toolbox of effective training and recovery. You still need to stretch. You still need to hydrate. You still need to sleep and you still need to watch what you eat and make sure that you're eating things that are going to help you toward your goals. Yes. CBD is not a panacea, be all, end all, cure everything. And right. we do unfortunately get customers that have that perception and we have to set reasonable expectations. That's huge to us. You set a reasonable expectation, people don't get disappointed. I personally am a huge believer in CBD because I use it regularly. As a cyclist, I can tell you from my experiences I'm, I'm in my mid thirties and I don't recover like my mid twenties or mid teens. And I bike a lot. I'm, I'm not a fan of motor vehicles, have one, but I prefer to bike everywhere whenever possible. And it takes me longer to recover. So what I've noticed, you know, I've only really been using CBD regularly since around September or so, but I recover faster. I feel it. I feel like I get better rest. I feel like, when I'm biking to work all week and then I go on my big rides on the weekends and I take a larger dose of CBD that I'm ready to hit the ground running on Monday or Tuesday and feel like I'm not completely wrecked and feel like my body isn't super sore. And I, I really believe it because there are plenty of times where <coughs> I have forgotten to take a reasonable dose before spending three hours in the saddle and I feel it more. So from my experience, and experience is always going to be the best seller for me and for people, you know, it's, it's really hard to convince someone that they didn't have the experience they had. So if I can encourage people to experiment, try this, and they have those experiences, I see those people coming back and, you know, being referral machines and bringing their friends in and telling their families and, and, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience when, if you want to maybe get a little yeah. bit more into the science. I, this is a weird one, right? Because at a 25 milligram dose, a lot of people don't feel it. So let me start there, especially if you're taking it on a daily basis. Why should you still take it if you don't feel any positive benefits? Well, it is a really powerful antioxidant. It really does help with blood flow. And so we don't, we know that, you know, especially for aging populations, it can kind of stop some of Alzheimer's onset. It can help with dementia, right? It can do a lot of these other things. And so we, we want to encourage folks to really think about this as a daily supplement, even if they don't necessarily feel the benefits. Let's keep using it before we see a problem. Once we see a problem, then let's increase that dosage to deal with that specific symptom. 
CBD isn't guaranteed to help with a specific symptom, but it, I guarantee that it will help you be a healthier person. Mm -hmm. You know, that I can tell you is that I, I can't say how, can't say why, but I can say it will if we follow these protocols. And maybe it has something to do with, you know, starting to listen to our bodies a little bit better, following a daily routine. Maybe you start to bring in some other daily routines with taking your tincture, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's really important that we focus on why CBD is good for athletes. And what can I say? First off, me and Gabe are not making any claims about our products. Gotta say that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, are make, we make assumptions and based on anecdotal evidence and the small amount of scientific literature that's available to us. And that's how we make our decisions around formulating these products. We're giving you purely our opinion. What can I say about CBD? And for instance, the article that you're gonna drop in here in the summary very clearly states, CBD is not a performance enhancer. What is CBD then? Why should we take it as an athlete? Well, we know that it's gonna help reduce stress. We know that it's gonna help increase your body's ability to go to sleep. Um, the CBN works better for falling asleep, right? CBD can help kind of turn off some of the overthinking, but it's not gonna make us tired. Um, and so kind of focusing on stress relief and sleep, right? Those are the two things that I can promise you. Um, we can't say anything other than that. Um, you know, the scientific literature isn't clear enough. But when we look at the total sum of all of these studies, right, there's so much anecdotal evidence, it's impossible to ignore the fact that, you know, there are some great benefits to CBD. We're hoping that in the next 10 years, and there, and there are some really cool studies that are starting to take place, and we will really start to see more data come out. Um, but until then, you know, that's what we really need to focus on is just, is just this recovery piece, this stress relief piece, um, you know, mental health, right? You know, it's mm -hmm. like, what is, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is just trying to increase the quality of your life so that when you are going out to produce that high level performance, all those other things aren't nagging at you. Yep. So what I want to summarize for, for what you just said is, it's a recovery enhancer or like Gabe said earlier, like the tool in the toolbox, right? The big picture and they know this pretty consensusly, like when said in scientific literature is recovery, specifically sleep and recovery or good nutrition and recovery and drinking water. Like we, like you guys were saying, like the, the lifestyle side of things, if the big picture is not being, you know, like sleep recovery, all of those things are not being done. The big major check boxes then the, the, the minor things, right, are not like your performance out on, let's say if you're racing in, on a bike, are not going to take care of themselves because you're not doing the little things right, the most fundamental things. And then to enhance, like we talked about, recovery, um, getting quality sleep, um, focusing on pain reduction, decreasing inflammation slightly, but not so much that it impacts performance is the most important thing. And that's what we're trying to get the message about is recovery enhancement, right? Because you can go on examine.com, you can go on all of these things, look up all these different supplements, but what does it come down to is very much like you guys talked about is, are you doing the fundamental things right? Are you sleeping? Are you eating good quality nutrition? 
if you're doing those things right, then that's where we, we would implement a new tool in the toolbox. Why not enhance performance with that? So I love it. So I, I love it. Thank you for going into that and being very clear on that. That's perfect. So let's talk about sleep. So specifically with a recovery enhancement. So an example of evidence that has supported the use of CBD is assisting athletes with improvement in REM sleep. So if you guys look up REM sleep, uh, it, it stands for rapid eye movement. REM sleep is vital for muscular performance and is agreed upon in the scientific community for its effects on improvement in, in overall athletic performance, like we said. So can you talk about specifically um, sleep, like with your specific products, I know you mentioned CBN earlier. Is that what you would recommend for your athletes or your performance-based individuals? Or is there a certain line of products that you would recommend for this specific athlete if they're trying to improve sleep quality? Honestly, I think I'd recommend CBD first. Yeah. I think that CBD, right, again, we can handle some of those mental health issues first, right? Just kind of help calm everything down and just utilize your body's own natural systems to fall asleep. That's ideal. Mm -hmm. If that, if the CBD by itself isn't working, that's when we start to utilize some, the other cannabinoids. Um, you know, you, you might also use it situationally. I mean, we have customers that will use this product if they have a new child and this child is waking them up in the middle of the night and they have to feed or change the child and then they want to go back to sleep, yep. but they can't. We found that people have had a lot of success with CBN if you're woken up to fall back asleep, if your dog's barking at shadows or, you know, if you have an irregular schedule this is an awesome tool. So if you're traveling and your schedule is irregular because you know you have to deal with flights and the times, or if you are working in a kitchen or whatever the case may be, if your schedule is irregular, this is an awesome tool. You know, um, and if, if you, you have, have to get up in the middle of the night, you're not gonna be as intoxicated as you would be with a Tylenol PM or an Ambien or something like that. The, the intoxication isn't there when you wake up in the middle of the night. Right. Right. It's all good. If, I don't use CBN on a regular basis. I use it on an as needed basis. I use CBD on a regular basis, but you know what, if I have a competition tomorrow, mm -hmm. this is going to be something that is going to help me ensure restful sleep. Um, you know, I, I don't think that people need to necessarily use CBN every night. Like when said, start with the CBD, if that's effective, it's cheaper, <laughs> do sure. it. Um, if you are not getting the desired effects, then yeah, switch it up to CBN and start again, experimenting with it and understanding how it works. We always encourage, especially with CBN to start at a smaller dose. And where we say CBD, you're starting at 20, 25 milligrams, CBN five, five milligrams wow. is, um, you know, where we recommend to start. Some people, if you go over that, if you don't have a pre-existing tolerance to cannabinoids or CBN or CBD, um, higher doses sometimes can lead to a little bit of lethargy the next morning, but again, like not so much that you're going to be intoxicated, but similar to like an overdose of melatonin, right? It's, yeah. um, just a little bit groggy. And I'm happy you brought up melatonin because when we were doing, when we were creating this product and experimenting, there was a lot of talk about, well, should we put melatonin in? A lot of our competitors will put melatonin um, if people aren't familiar, melatonin is commonly used as a sleep aid. Mm -hmm. um, they'll put it into their CBN, you know, nighttime, bedtime tinctures. Um, 
the more research that I did showed me that melatonin has a really long half-life. And in my experience, people don't always look at listen to your recommended doses. So if they take too much, then they might attribute that grogginess and, you know, lack of a feeling of restful sleep to the melatonin. They'll attribute it to the CBN, but we created a product that we designed to not have to have melatonin in it whatsoever on purpose. Like we did give it a lot of thought and we want it to stand for itself and to show that it can be effective. That product uses, um, has the most complicated ingredient stack of any of the products that we make. And that's because we utilize a, a variety of cannabinoids from a variety of different sources in order to get the milligram count high enough and the ratios just right. So that one, we're not hitting above that federal threshold of 0.3, right. but also um, we're making sure that, you know, it's um, effective, effective <laughs> right? I mean, but it's, it's really interesting when we make this product, you know, it's, it's, it is special. Um, it requires a lot more forethought, a lot more time and um, order of operations than a lot of our other products. Um, because, you know, it's, it is complex and it, it works really, really, really well. Um, the amount of feedback that we've been getting, again, we can't make claims. We can't say it'll make you go to sleep. But man, you should talk, you should ask some of our customers about what it does for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming in and then their friends, they keep coming in. Like it's, it's been really above our expectations. Right. The feedback we've been getting has been fantastic. We, we launched our CBN product uh, two weeks ago and we, were, we sold out yesterday and it will be re-hitting the shelves again today, but we have never, <laughs> um, we have not sold out of a product that quickly ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just immediate explosion of use. Um, you know, we had an athlete recently, um, who went to unbound gravel, uh, which happened yesterday, which is a 200 mile gravel race. It's arguably the largest cycling event in the U S right now. And, um, we insisted that he come by and get one of these to use pre-race because we know how well it works. Um, especially when you have those pre-race jitters. Um, something I want to touch on really quick that we didn't before is um, pre-race jitters and also flow theory around CBD. Um, you cool with that? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, I have terrible pre-race jitters, right? I will frequently find my heart rate at threshold at on the start line because I'm so nervous. Um, I find that CBD and cannabinoids can really help decrease that stress level. Um, and I find that I have much better performances. I had this theory that these really high doses wouldn't just help me and wouldn't just help me in, um, and help other people in just, not just in race day, but in general performance. And we've done some fun, shouldn't say experiments, but we've been trying these higher doses of cannabinoids before workouts with a variety of different athletes to great success. Um, do you want to take that? Well, in, in terms of my experiences yeah. or specific athlete you're thinking of? No, flow theory and high doses helping reach flow and helping reach that flow state while mountain biking. Sure. So that was kind of an unexpected experience for me and something that I actually really like, you know, when it's touched on in, in terms of using CBD to quiet your mind down to help fall asleep. I've been mountain biking for 20 years and I seek out more technical, more challenging trails. 
and um, sometimes they can be a little scary. And sometimes you have those off days where you're like, mm, I'm going to walk this today. When I take higher doses of CBD before my rides, I find that I'm more eager to just push through things. I don't think about the challenges as much as I just go to muscle memory. I go to my experiences and I just hit the line that I know I've hit successfully more often than not. Sure. And I find that I just flow better. I, I find that I like it. <laughs> you know, I can get into the more techie sections and I, I don't record myself or see, you know, I don't have data to tell you if I got a KOM or PR or anything like that, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I can tell you that when I am taking it, my flow is flowier, you know, um, and with those larger doses, again, after those more exhaustive rides, sure, I'm fatigued. Sure, I want, you know, spaghetti <laughs> you know i want that ice cream and i i want to you know replenish but i don't feel like my body is wrecked i don't feel super sore and i'm you know recover harder play harder it's just the way i look at it if i can recover harder on you know sunday we're closed on mondays i could do a pretty big ride on monday too and then still be recovered well enough that i can go to work on tuesday and not you know, feel like I'm impacted from overstressing my body and I can function in my day-to-day -day obligations. So yeah, flow and recovery, absolutely. The reason why I bring up flow theory, right? My, my background, my educational background is in adventure education, experiential education, which talks a lot about flow theory. Mm -hmm. And um, the idea behind flow theory in general, right, is it's this peak optimal brain performance. Mm -hmm. You're getting just enough stimulus and just enough stress that your brain is actually firing more neurons than normal, but not too much stress and too much anxiety that you're over firing neurons. And the theory is that there's a very happy medium. And if we can hit this medium, both in terms of we learn things faster, our reflexes are faster. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And if we can achieve that state more frequently as athletes, we're gonna become better athletes. And we can also, open those pathways up. And I think that by teaching ourselves to do these things with CBD, it also allows us to kind of learn how to open those pathways when we're not using CBD. Um, another great example is my, my dad is still a very avid criterium racer. And I convinced him to take, you know, a few hundred milligrams before a criterium recently. And he has a similar anxiety issues to me when it comes to start lines, especially criteriums. <laughs> yeah. And, and criteriums in particular are super dangerous, right? You know, 30 miles an hour around tight corners with a bunch of guys in spandex over concrete crashes are frequent, you know, you're bumping shoulders and it's, it's, you know, it's anxiety producing. And what he described to me was able to find the wheel more frequently, not be worried about being on the wrong wheel. He felt like he was moving through the pack more fluidly. And he's like, and, and I didn't really realize until after the race, I'd forgotten that I'd taken the CBD. And then I, you know, it was kind of going through the races. Like, why did that feel so good? Why did I have a good performance today? And he was like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't overthinking every movement I was doing through the Peloton, right? I was just naturally remembering how to do this, not thinking about it. I just want to add one important thing that we haven't touched on yet. <laughs> When you take CBD orally, 
it takes a little while to hit you. So if you are going to be using it in an event like this, you want to make sure to take it well in advance. We recommend at least an hour, hour and a half before the event. Maybe two hours. Yeah, at at least, you know. Um, For me, usually I'll I'll take my larger doses about an hour to an hour and a half before my rides. And I'll notice it, I'll physically notice it during my ride as I start to feel the effects a little bit more. Um, So keep that in mind. It's important. You know, I've had people say I had a headache and I took a CBD pill and I didn't feel anything. And it's like, cause you took the pill and it may have taken two hours to hit you. You may have been on a full stomach, you know, we, right. we don't recommend taking it like an aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have customers that have that expectation. And that's something that we always want to be more clear about. Take it preventatively. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take it well in advance of when you feel like you might need it. And that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask here is, you know, typically what do you guys recommend is, is it two hours prior? And then also like you, you Gabe, you were explaining a higher dose. What is specifically, did you have to build up to that tolerance of that specific dose to see an effect? Um, or did you, you know, is it pretty instantaneously? It works relatively quickly. There's just a couple of questions I have, if you guys can clarify that. So I guess the first one is, you know, what is the recommended timing? typically that you would say, is it two hours? Is it three hours prior? 45 minutes. Um, 45 minutes really would be the recommended like time frame, depending on what your metabolism is doing that day. It could be as short as 15 minutes, could be as long as two hours. And that is part, and that is because of how the cannabinoids are designed and how your body absorbs them. Mm-hmm. You will know, sorry, you, you'll kind of know what your body's doing that day after you take a couple doses and you'll kind of know I know my metabolism is working a little hard today. It'll kick in faster. Yeah. Brings us to another point. There are different types of CBD. This, it's hard to see, is one of our beverages that uses water-soluble CBD, meaning that it can actually bind and mix in with the water. Mm -hmm. CBD in its natural and most pure state will not do that. So we have to use a process so that it will do that. And in that process, you're decreasing the size of each unit of CBD, if you would, it's not clumped together as much, Mm -hmm. which means that it can be metabolized faster and that you can hit more receptors with a smaller dose. So some products that we're excited to develop and we're working on behind the scenes, um, you know, especially catered towards athletes are hydration mixes, something that can actually hit you faster. And again, your experience is going to tell you, don't try it the first time before a race, try it during training. And sure, see how sure. it affects you. But if you want to have something hit you faster and be more effective, the water soluble is something worth researching and looking into. Um, not all are equal. Um, again, quality is always going to be a factor and that's determined by a lot of things. But in general, when taking our tinctures, at least 45 minutes, the water soluble stuff, try it out. It, it's a good bit faster in my experience. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, um, that's... That, that, that's a great, I, I like that. You're defining specifically like water solubility, specifically with different products. Like I was saying earlier, the second question was milligrams of what were you defining as a high dose for you so that the listeners can kind of understand that. And did you have to do some experimentation like we were talking about, or like you were talking about with training to figure out, you know, what is optimal for me and how did you get to that? Person, and then I'll get a little bit of the science. Perfect. Um, so I've been taking CBD fairly regularly and when encouraged me to try larger than my standard dose of, you know, 20 ish milligrams at a time, 
Um, and the first time that I took, uh, you know, a 70 or 100 milligram dose without a purpose, just taking it to take it, I was a little bit uncomfortable. It was like, I, I took more than I had needed. And it wasn't like I was overdosing or high or anything like that. I just, I felt like I had all of this pent up energy with no direction for it, if you would. But when I take 150 milligram dose and I'm getting on my bike or I'm gonna go out for a nice hike and I'm constantly moving, that's where I really see the benefits of those larger doses. I, I don't think that you need to take them when you're not going to be in a more active state. Sure. But those larger doses for me are between 120 and 150 milligrams, whereas my standard doses are closer to 20 to 30. Um, and again, usually I will take them an hour or so before something that's going to be a little bit physically stressful for me. And, mm -hmm. and in those points, even though I'm taking much higher doses, I never experienced discomfort or uneasiness or anything like that um, because I'm using it all, you know? Yeah, gotcha. So we, when we were looking at any kind of cannabis treatment of any kind, whether it's THC or CBD, um, we always want to kind of use a micro dosing technique if we're trying to treat something or deal with symptoms. Um, and what, what do I mean by that? Well, you can't take five milligrams every 20 minutes. That's not really practical, right? So what we recommend frequently for most people, one, if they're trying to deal with something or two, they have some kind of concern or they're just overstressing their body is doing three one half ml droppers full of our product for a total of 99 milligrams a day, right? Or it's, and well, it's a hundred, <laughs> right? I actually did that math in my head. It'd be 99.99 milligrams per day, but we were breaking that down into three 33 milligram doses. So I always recommend breakfast, lunch, dinner, and the reason behind that, right, is your body is metabolizing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And if we can give it a little bit frequently, then we're allowing the body to um, get used to it, kind of reach that homeostasis. Once we start to, if we start to just dump really high doses, mm -hmm. we're not going to get as much absorption mm -hmm. in theory. Mm -hmm. We can sometimes get these unwanted effects like Gabe just talked about, but they're also really necessary if we're trying to deal with something that's more acute, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have a back problem that's nagging, right? The other day I was lifting some stuff in the back when we were doing production and I totally screwed my back up. And I really, really, really hit the milligrams hard. And for me, it, that really intense anti-inflammatory dose was probably in the realm of 700 milligrams. And that was a one-time dose to try to get an immediate, really, really, really strong anti-inflammatory response, right? Um, that is not a recommended dosage for most people in most situations. That dosage can make you feel uncomfortable. Um, I would not recommend that most people operate a vehicle after that kind of dosage. But is that dosage really helpful after a rugby game when you hit your head 30 times? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly the dose you want to take. If you've just competed in an MMA fight, maybe that dose should be even a little bit higher. To kind of give you a frame of reference for what is a high milligram dose mm -hmm. is, you know, we have, um, you know, pediatric patients. 
that we, we never give any doses for kids. Don't use any of this for any of our doses instructions that we've talked about today are not meant for children. These are meant, all the dose instructions we've talked about are meant for adults. Mm -hmm. If you have a child that needs CBD, we support you in doing that. But we're always going to refer you to a pediatrician with a background in cannabinoid science. You know, we're lucky that we have those relationships. Not many people can say that. That's a pretty rare specialty. Yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, we see doses in the 1500 milligrams a day range for children. And so, I mean, it's, it's, really, it's not uncommon for adults to need really high doses for certain situations. The average person taking those three doses three times a day, that they're going to get everything they need out of it. Mm -hmm. And then the occasional much higher dose for an event, for a bike ride, for a workout, um, or a, man, I'm just really stressed out today. Go ahead, man. It's a lot better than a glass of wine, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you are getting even some kind of psychosomatic anti-anxiety response from a higher dose, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's kind of my two cents, right? And sure. And, and we and we look and if you and we look at some of the studies that you sent me over before this, you know, a lot of those studies when we're talking about pain stuff are done in these two, three hundred milligram doses. Mm -hmm. You know, we also talk about doses for being used in mice studies, being trying to transfer over to humans. How do we do that? Those numbers are really high. Mm -hmm. um, when you be careful when you try to take those really high doses, um, you know, because you can start to consume more THC with a full spectrum product than you otherwise might have wanted to. Um, and that's again, why we recommend if you're going to do a really high dose or high milligram, you switch to that isolate because you, or doing a blend would actually be the ideal scenario, right? Where you're doing, you know, 50% your full spectrum, 50% your isolate, increasing those CBD milligrams, decreasing some of those other cannabinoids just to make sure you're lucid right mm -hmm. and i'm sure you do this with your athletes you make them take a, keep a training journal correct mm -hmm. yep but what we do with our patients is we say right take a journal and we need you to write down your experiences for every single dose because there's such a lack of literature and such a last lack of dosing protocols that if you're not really carefully paying attention to how why and when you're using a cbd you won't know how it's affecting you mm -hmm. Um, unless you're really, really careful. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think there's a ton of information on, uh, specifically nutritional timing. If I'm going to start with that, and then I'm going to lead into kind of what you said. So nutritional timing guys. So biggest thing here is what basically like what, when, and Gabe were saying is understanding if we're ingesting this product, right. There's an optimal time frame that we were kind of talking about. Person to person, it's going to be different. That's, that's for the most part with a lot of different things uh, for supplements because people's schedules are all over the place too, right? You can't just say like, if I work a nine to five job versus a person who works third shift at the hospital or at, at, a, at a clinic, you know, they're two totally different schedules, right? Their sleep schedules are different. So understanding that. Second thing, very much like you were saying, like understanding subjective feedback of yourself biofeedback is something that we measure as well in our coaching services is nutritional timing, training, recovery, everything like that. All of those fundamental things, right. Is important. Like we talked about earlier so that you can optimize your enhancement for recovery. Very much what, what you're saying. It's, it's a recovery enhancer, right? It's a tool in the toolbox. 
So if we're, if we're giving ourselves feedback of, hey, I'm getting good quality nutrition, I'm getting good quality sleep, I'm drinking enough water, all of those things, then we can go into like the micro uh, information like dosing for nutrition, dosing for optimal timing for, for a big ride or big lift or any of those things so that we can effectively perform better. So I think that's the message that I'm receiving from this is very much like what you're saying. Yeah, man, you're hearing it loud and clear. I mean, it's, it's really, yeah, it's awesome. Now with the, with the dosing specifically, that's like what we said is going back to the feedback, right? What is, what am I seeing in myself, giving myself even notes? Like we said, um, we report all of our, our, our athletes report on a Google form sheet if it's specific to certain things, right? So for example, how much sodium you're consuming could be something very simple that people can start tracking to see the benefits of sodium consumption to make sure they're preventing muscle cramps or to make sure that if you're a bodybuilder, you're, you're seeing more vascularity. That's just a simple thing, right? What are your feedback to that? Is it, you know, sodium typically impacts the, the vascular system right away. So very similar to like what you said is like understanding, you know, what is that time frame for you? Understanding how am I feeling from this? That's a big thing. I mean, you don't want to have like the lethargic feeling and, and, and over, I'm not saying overdosing, but like consuming high doses, right? So it's understanding who you're working with, understanding their metabolism, understanding, you know, the more feedback, I always say data gives you driven results. It drives the results. So if you can track your data, your trends over time, you can kind of see good um, results from that. So sorry, I kind of went off on a rant there, <laughs> but that's all I've been doing this whole podcast. <laughs> you guys are crushing it. Um, but overall, guys, it's about understanding yourself, understanding your feedback, and then also talking with other people who are, you know, essentially professionals in this. Because if you don't understand it, and it's, it's, you're just kind of doing what like you see on the internet. Um, that's, that's okay. If you, if you understand your why behind it, if you're just doing it just to, just to do it, that could hurt you more than it could help you. So understand what you're doing, understand your why, talk to a professional is what I'm talking about here. Talk so, to a professional. I mean, I just want to pair it that one really quickly. You know, if you ever have questions, feel free to holler. We pride yeah. ourselves in being available. Um, and we're going to continue to be available and train staff members to be available so that people can continue to call in and ask questions as the company grows. Frequently, I'm the one who answers the phone. But um, as we grow, we're going to continue to maintain that level of customer service because we recognize that this is a complicated topic and we want to be a resource for folks. Sure. How much misinformation? It's really, really right. important to talk to somebody who. Right. DVD does not cure cancer. <laughs> It'll help with side effects of chemo, but it's not going to help. It's not going to cure your cancer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You're not a charlatan who's throwing out really weird zealot claims. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate that. Reasonable expectations. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about um, one of the big questions I have next is um, a lot of these studies, and I will post all of these studies, guys straight up um, on the podcast notes. And I'll, ref I'll give you the references for all of these. But I really, since we want to respect your time, um, we want to make sure that we're giving you these notes. Also some other notes that um, I'm seeing and what Wen is seeing. But let's talk about this. Um, you, know, you know, how would the dosing strategy be effective for athletes is something we just talked about. 
you know, what are your products dosed at and how could you effectively discuss this with your clients? So I know we're kind of leading into that topic of dosing. So let's get into that final detail and kind of give them some clarity with that, um, with this last question. So again, I believe that everybody, everybody should take a minimum of 25 milligrams a day. Um, the science behind it just increasing overall health is really, really, really clear to me. Um, that is my personal opinion. Um, if we, when we start to get into regular dosing strategies and you're, if you're concerned about not getting those inflammatory responses, I want to give Gabe an opportunity to show what he is eagerly waiting to. But if you're, if you're concerned about not, if you're concerned about getting too much anti-inflammatory response, we provide another option. You know, I really think that you're going to be safe in, you know, that 25 to 100 milligram a day range. You're not going to have an issue with really stepping on your body's um, natural ability to evolve. But if you are concerned about that, we do have other options that are really helpful. So we keep talking about ingesting CBD. We did touch on our chamois cream, the chafing cream, but we do have other topicals um, that we have developed for very specific purposes. We have our sports gel, um, think like a biofreeze type product, you know. Um, and firstly, I want to mention that your skin is a barrier. <laughs> your skin is um, not always great at letting things through it. And that's a good thing in many ways, you know, um, it, it protects you from a lot of environmental um, concerns, let's say. But uh, we step up the dose in our topicals relative to what a lot of other people are doing specifically to address that, because we know that chances are, if you're lucky, you might get 25% absorption through your skin. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> so our four ounce container is gonna have a thousand milligrams of CBD and then 500 milligrams of CBG. So 1500 milligrams in there. Um, but we're using that as part of the overall recipe for this specific product in addition to other things. <clears throat> People are like, what's the difference? You got a green one, you got an orange one. What? I don't understand. Um, this one is a alcohol-based camphor, menthol, arnica, all sorts of really good stuff in here. And for me, this one's very fast acting. It's got a very strong cooling sensation. So as we're getting into these you know, warmer months, it's really, really nice for me as a mountain biker who's been doing this for a long time. My knees, <laughs> my knees are um, not as good as they used to be. So what I find when I put this on pre-workout is that it evaporates very quickly, deposits what it needs to, and I feel that I'm getting better blood flow to these areas, that I am reducing the overall buildup of inflammation preemptively, and that post-ride, in rides where I know in the past that I've done and I have particular issues, I don't notice those issues. Um, so pre, during, if need be for your activity, and then we have our, our post. Um, our recovery cream is gonna be designed in a slightly different way. Um, it acts fairly quickly for me, but that's not what this product is about. To me, this product is about a 
longer lasting topical. And this is our best selling topical for the time being because it's, it's so relatable for all sorts of people. You know, people that aren't athletes, people that are sitting in a desk chair all day and bent over and their neck hurts and their back hurts and their hands hurt from working with them all day, whatever the case might be. I mean, we have mechanics that love this stuff. Mm -hmm. This one's formulated a little bit differently. Um, and we use something in this one in particular um, that actually acts as a penetrant and a carrier through your skin. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some really, really good results with this one. Again, a thousand milligram CBD, 500 milligram CBG. But to me, this product is more of our recovery cream. And when we developed these, um, you know, I, I fell in love with this product and I thought that the gel was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I like this. Like I, I found that I wasn't using it as much. And as I gave it more of a chance and I started using the gel product preemptively, I barely touched the cream anymore. Honestly, um, I find that if I can work to prevent issues and that's kind of a, a big goal of ours is to teach people, you know, how they can prevent issues. I, I'm a lot happier, you know, mm -hmm. so we have, um, you know, more topicals on the way. There's of course, not only three that people will benefit from there, there will be some other really cool stuff coming out. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you know, we're always playing, we're always developing, we're always learning and, you know, CBD, you can benefit from topically as well as orally. And that's the point I'm trying to get at. Um, and it's very confusing. So please reach out to us, ask us, tell us what your problems are and we'll tell you where we've seen effectiveness and what we recommend. And with there, so there, again, with topicals in particular, the more the merrier, you're not, you're gonna absorb such a small amount of the overall cannabinoid, especially into your bloodstream, right? So you have endocannabinoid receptors all over your body, which is part of the reason why it works topically. Mm -hmm. um, it's gonna work especially well for mild aches and pains topical kind of injuries when we start to deal with like major musculoskeletal issues we start to kind of see the decline of topicals partially because again this is not a transdermal product right it's not carrying it into your bloodstream this is a topical application where we're really dealing with localized issues mm -hmm. there's a pro and a con to that right it is not a transdermal product which means that you are never going to test positive for THC one, because there's no THC in any of our topicals, but two, you're just the, the way that your body is absorbing them um, just means that it's, it's just not really getting into your bloodstream in the same way. And we don't, and it's a great tool because you, if you're already supplementing with CBD and you're worried about putting more too much into your system, they're not going to affect one or the other. They're really two separate tools in the toolbox, right? You know, um, and the one other thing I just want to touch on with the pre-workout gel is we love it because it evaporates quickly as Gabe talked about. Um, so we recommend that, you know, cyclists in particular do this before they do sodium bicarb before um, race day or do this pre-sunscreen if it's just like today. <laughs> right. So I want to highlight a couple of things. So based on what you were saying for those listeners, it's not transdermal. So I want to be very, very clear on that. It's a topical. So um, impacting your bloodstream, if you even are supplementing with CBD on top of that, it's not going to increase the dose or the essentially the, the saturation in your bloodstream. Okay. Um, second thing is with that is if you guys are looking into a product and especially like the research of a topical treatment, the lower, like very much what you're talking about earlier, we, the skin is a barrier, right? It's a, it's a lipid 
bilayer, right? Like it's, it's the skin, right? So there's multiple layers to the skin, right? So biggest thing is with that is what they're finding in research is like, it's not effective, but they aren't dosing very, this is what Wen and I talked about in the stores. They're not dosing the, the topical ointments specifically to a degree that can be essentially, like you said, the absorption rate is like what, 25% you said? If There's no lucky. way to know. Um, currently. <laughs> it can be higher. It can be lower. Um, sure. Yeah. On a good day, maybe. Oh, right, right, right. So um, there will be more science soon. People are working on it, but I, I don't like to give numbers unless I'm kind of sort of like maybe Refer should maybe referencing it. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So we, we do stand behind our topicals. I want to, you're not stoked. Let us know. We don't know why ours work better, but the report is not from us, but from people who use a variety of marijuana topicals, hemp topicals, CBD topicals, all the topicals, ours work better. We yeah. believe it has to do with our ratio of cannabinoids and also the other beneficial compounds that work harmoniously with the cannabinoids, right? You know, it's like- Manufacturing process. You can throw all of your ingredients to dinner in a pot and turn it on, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna have an effect. Right. You'll get the calories, but you might not get the experience you're looking for. Right. So the, the processes in which we actually manufacture these can affect how effective they are. One quick note to that. This is our only <laughs> current product that is not vegan. Everything we currently make is vegan. There's a possible, we're, we're, we're going to launch some other products that might use some animal byproducts in the future. This is our recovery cream. Um, it's hard to see. Yeah, sorry. Thank you, Gabe. Yeah, so this is our recovery cream. And one of the penetrants that we use in this is emu oil. Um, so again, that is not um, a vegan product. This one, though, that penetrant really is the alcohol. Both have benefits, and depending on who you are and what's going on with your skin at a given time, you might find that one gives you better absorption than the other, mm -hmm. um, or you might find you have a preference, but I think they both increase the absorption rate to a degree, but we can't say to what degree. Well, after sure. a hot shower, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the one thing I will say sure. is the best thing you can do for any topical, not just a cannabinoid topical, is increasing your pore size. A really hot, steamy shower is going to increase your pore size dramatically and really increase your body's ability to absorb it. You know, a sauna, a hot tub, and then applying a topical is really going to dramatically increase the absorption rate. Also, it's going to bring more blood flow to the skin. So that's, that's another big thing, right guys? <laughs> yep. So um, overall, I think we touched on so many different topics here today, but what I want from you guys, <laughs> which is good. That's what we want. Um, what, I want <laughs> what I want you guys to do um, is I'm going to throw you a curveball question. We always say that. Um, well, it's going to be a two-part question. And then also how they can contact you guys best at the end of this. So it's going to be three, essentially three questions. So the first question is how do you, you, you guys did this in the whole podcast, is how do you bring clarity to your products? Um, what I'm noticing from what we've been talking about is quality of control of your products, right? Manufacturing process, discussing the part, our third party testing, discussing how your athletes are actually performing with this and the dosing strategies. But how do you truthfully bring that, that clarity to, to your products so that if people come into your store, they know, hey, I feel confident with this product. I know for a fact that I can ask these questions and not feel like I'm being talked down to. Because a lot of, sometimes these, these, these people are like, yeah, that's cool. Like the science behind it's awesome. 
but how, like, but truthfully, like, how do I know I'm getting exactly what I'm being offered? First and foremost, we're a wholesale company. Um, so we encourage you to go to your local bicycle and outdoor retailer and ask for our products there, or it might already be on the shelves. So um, we, we really encourage you to utilize um, your pre-existing bike shops and your pre-existing outdoor, your running companies, those kinds of places. Ask about us, please. Um, we chose to, part, part of the reason why we were excited to use a traditional bike shop or outdoor distribution model is salespeople typically are trained on education. They have a little more time and they typically are athletes. And that combination allows us, so we try to work with those salespeople at those individual locations to give them the toolbox of uh, sales tools. So one, they can be comfortable in talking about using this as a treatment, using this prophylactically, how they're using it. Um, and so that, that's really important to us is to really develop the educational tools for the salespeople across the US and across the world as we expand. You can always come into our shop here in Colorado Springs and come talk to us directly. Um, and we're always happy to go a little more in depth into the science. But I think that, you know, we have an opportunity to, um, we've had a couple opportunities to do things like this. And this is the best way. And we love doing this stuff, right? Because you can kind of see who we are. You can kind of see the stuff, you know. It puts I a mean, face on things. It puts a face on yeah. things. You know, we... We're real people. You're looking at the two owners of the company. Um, you know, we really came from wanting to build a brand that we wanted to work for. We both have worked for large corporations in the cycling and the cannabis industries. And we were disappointed with how they treated their employees. We were disappointed at the lack of emphasis on customer service and too much emphasis on the bottom line. And the shareholders. On the shareholders, our goal, yeah, sure. Once we have shareholders, obviously we'll be beholden to them. But one, our goal is to not have too many. But two, we have in our bylaws set into place, you know, rules and expectations around what it means to be twisted spoke, right? And we would love to share that with all of you. And what does that mean? That means being inclusive, means being open, means providing fair price points and providing products that we would give to our families and use ourselves. Um, and at the end of the day, we do that because we were tired of the bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we really wanted to feel good and whole at the end of every day. And, we, and I always felt good and whole about providing cannabis, but I wanted it to be deeper than that. And I wanted to build, and we wanted to build a company that was deeper than that. We have an offshoot company. Um, do you mind? Go ahead. No. Here. Oh, right on. So like I said, we started with kombucha. Pure kombucha. And they're separate. And we, I mean, I, I love brewing kombucha. Again, coming from a, a background of finding sobriety, I wanted something that was I'm nice. I'm sober too. He is too. It was a nice luxury beverage that had that astringency, that bite but I wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be. So I, I fermented in a way where our final product has a very low sugar content because I don't want a sugary beverage. I mean, I drink mostly water or seltzer, you know, I'm not trying to add sugar to things. And, and yes, of course, there's gonna be residual sugars, but you spill it on the floor and it doesn't get very sticky. And to me, that's, that's kind of a cool thing, you know, <laughs> but, but we, 
I lost my thought train. Where were we, we going? <laughs> so the reason why we have two separate companies is because we want to give back to our community, right? 10% of our non-CBD beverages go to local addiction recovery nonprofits. And, um, for, and, and we donate 2% of the Chamois Cane proceeds to cycling nonprofits. We're working to develop our company into being a, to really trying to be philanthropists while we do this give back to our local communities, work with organizations that represent our values and the values of the cycling community and the outdoor community as a whole. Um, but, you know, the, we, the, the label that Gabe just showed you um, and a lot of the artwork that you'll find hanging in our store was made by a friend of Gabe's who's no longer with us um, due to drugs and alcohol. And one of the things we haven't talked about with CBD is that CBD can actually really help with, um, Cravings. help with, it's an exit strategy for a lot of addicts, as well as being a recovery aid for athletes. And we really wanted to build something that we felt good about, which is why we have this other brand where 10% of the proceeds go to local addiction recovery nonprofits. That's where we come from. We wouldn't be sitting here in front of you without the support of friends and family. And we want to make sure that, you know, we, can help provide some of those tools that we had to the community so that other people can be sitting in front of you having these conversations and bettering themselves. And in terms of, you know, accountability, first and foremost, our foundation is our community. It is Colorado Springs. And I mean, we are a Colorado Springs company. We do manufacture, we do have dealers in different states, et cetera, but our tea supplier is local and has been in the tea industry for coming up on 40 years and she knows her stuff and we can get really good quality teas. Um, our coffee, our coffee is, our coffee is local. It is a local company that is sourcing ethically and providing it at a reasonable price point. And we get it roasted to order, it's super fresh. You know, we, we are working on other products, something along the lines of chocolate, and we're using um, another local company for that. Our goal is always to keep it local. You know, we just picked up a local apparel company that we're trying to push their product because supporting our own community. I mean, obviously, as we grow and have more resources, we'll expand that because we want to have a positive impact on the world in any way that we can. But in terms of accountability, you know, we want people to know exactly where we are. Our address is on every single product label. Our phone number is on every product label. And it's not like an 800 number where you get hit by a robot and have to go through 16 prompts. You get us. Um, it brings to my cell phone most often. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of accountability, we're here. Mm -hmm. So I love all those in summary. So you guys support local. You guys are experienced in the field of, hey, this is how we can actually talk to you like a normal person <laughs> um, versus like talking over you like sales pitchy wise, um, which is the most important, right? I mean, you guys came on the podcast that that's for me, like as a consumer, right? If I was going to reach out to you and be like, hey, like we, I want to talk science, but also I want to talk like application, right? Um, and then last but not least, you guys are giving back to the community and what you support your mission. Right. So that's that's super, super important. So my second question of three, um, second question is if someone was to go out today, they listen to this podcast, they're going to go out today, they're going to do a big workout. OK, 
they are just introduced to this subject, right? They just heard the whole podcast. They're trying to figure out, you know, how would I get started with essentially, let's say they have good sleep, good quality nutrition, they have good fundamentals, but they want to implement CBD into their specific, like, let's say you're going to do a mountain bike ride, a really hard mountain bike ride. Um, How would they implement that here today? Um, And so that's, that's where I'm getting at with this. Start small. Yep. Always with everything. 25 milligrams is the best place to start. That's where we want. If this is your first time taking CBD, I want you to take 25 milligrams, no less. Yeah. Probably no more. There's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be people that are hypersensitive and and we definitely want to cater to the least common denominator. We don't want a negative experience hurts everyone. It doesn't just hurt that one person who had the negative experience, but everyone within their peer group and the negative review they might leave for the business that they bought that product from and, you know, CBD in general. So we uh, always caution heavy doses at first, first you acclimate. That's why Wen says, take a diary, start small, see how it affects you. You know, I, I have two dogs and, and we make pet CBD products as well. And one of my dogs is, um, she's a breed that's hypersensitive to most medications. And I've noticed that I have a dog that's half her size that I give three, four times as much because when I give them the same amount, you know, the, the dog that's more sensitive is like, no, no, dad, I don't, I don't want this. I'm good. Um, and I think that it's because it was making her uncomfortable because she was getting too much for her. And I shrunk her dose down and now I put a few drops on my hand and like, here you go. And she comes right for it. So pe- people are different. Start small. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think what you clarified there is 25 milligrams is the lowest that you would want to get started with. Is that correct? Just to, just to clear. That's what we recommend. A lot of our competition will recommend five and 10 milligram doses. We do not. We recommend a 25 milligram dose. Mm-hmm. Not 150. So figure <laughs> out where you stand with 25 and then go from there. No 100, no 100 or 1500 milligram dose either. <laughs> no, 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 no. no and it's all about, you know, and, and we really, and I really recommend when you're stepping up that dosage to step it up in 25 milligram increments. Yep. Yep. So timing wise, just to go back to that, we talked about timing earlier, you know, 45 minutes to an hour prior to a, a big workout kind of 45 minutes is a pretty good go-to for anybody and everybody. Um, you know, if you, if you're concerned, just do 45 minutes. Um, once you have that journal filled out mm-hmm. and you're actually reporting in it accurately, you mm-hmm. will have a better understanding of what your body is doing and how quickly it's being metabolized. Mm-hmm. And at that point, then you can change it for you. Which, which product would you recommend bouncing off of that? Always yeah. our full spectrum tincture. Perfect. Um, and, and, and you can, and I would encourage folks to kind of go do some of their own research into why that is. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't have enough time to get into it here, but right. the, the science is really, really clear that the cannabinoids work better together. Um, Search entourage effect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what Gabe said was the entourage effect is the, is the technical term for all of the cannabinoids working together. Okay, perfect. All right, guys, so you heard it here. Last thing here we're gonna say is, I'm gonna pull up this study. I know it's been a great podcast here today, but this is actually showing you the study. And this is actually provided, we have a lot of links of different studies that have built up to this. This is a review article um, specifically. 
Um, we have other studies we're going to publish in our notes here, so make sure you guys check those out as well. Um, we like to do sometimes the research for you so that can help kind of bring some clarity um, to coaching. That's our mission. So last thing here. So uh, when talked about this conclusion a little bit earlier here, and I would just want to reference this. This is McCartney 2020. Okay. So this was last year, published last year. We typically like to look at evidence that's been published within the last five years um, as it gives us some insight of what's moving forward. Um, so I'm going to read this literally word for word here. Um, so, and then after I read this word for word, I want you guys to, if you have any comments, anything you'd like to add, I just want you to add into it. But CBD has reported to exert a number of psychological or physiological, biochemical, and psychological effects that have the potential to benefit athletes. So guys, we're talking about sports performance. So for instance, there's preliminary, pre, preliminary support, supportive evidence for anti-inflammatory neuroprotective anal GZIC and inks and oxalytic actions of CBD and possibility that it may protect against even GI damage associated with inflammation and promote the healing of traumatic skeletal injuries. However, it is important to recognize that these findings are very preliminary, at times inconsistent, and largely derived from preclinical studies. Such studies are limited to the generalizability to athletes and humans in general, and often administer high doses of CBD that may be difficult to replicate in humans. The central observation is that studies directly investigating CBD in sports performance are lacking, and until those are conducted, we can only speculate in regard to its effects. Nonetheless, this review suggests that rigorous controlled investigation clarifying the utility of CBD in the sporting context are clear to, clearly warranted. So, after reading that long, uh, paragraph that I just butchered. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure uh, that you guys can add on to some of those things that, sure. that were mentioned in that. So again, we could go off forever and ever, but one of the things that stuck out to me on that was uh, very interesting from what we've had from our customers is the, the GI issues. Um, and again, using more of a full spectrum product will give you more of these cannabinoids to benefit from. But we have some customers in particular that seek out CBG. And I didn't learn this from literature. I learned this from customers that for whatever reason, I can't explain why CBG is particularly effective at treating Crohn's. Mm -hmm. So GI issues, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the other thing in, in talking about the studies, not necessarily being clear and saying that we need more, of course we need more. Um, I think what I particularly want to drive in and reinforce from what I've heard Wednesday too is it's not going to hurt you and it's not very expensive. If you buy a bottle of this stuff and you're not stoked, hit us up. But chances are you will be. Most of our customers are, our feedback has been overwhelmingly positive from the people that use our products and CBD products in general. Um, I mean, again, we work off of anecdotal evidence and, and that's what it is at this point. And we're eager for there to be more new studies that we can point to and say, look, we have this, that, and the other to prove it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great. And we believe that that is where the information is going to be going and what we are going to be seeing more of. But for the time being, you don't really have much to lose by trying it, especially in the ways that people like us recommend to do it to get effective results. 100%. I think I'm gonna leave it there. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> no. I mean, it, I, I really, I really love that study um, because it is the most comprehensive review of all of the data out there. And you know, I mean, and, and what it and what that paragraph says to me is really, really clear. 
the evidence is overwhelming. There are benefits. We cannot tell you exactly what those benefits are yet. And so until we can be more exact, let's use it. And let's use it frequently. Let's use it often. Let's use it in the largest amount of milligrams that it's going to make us feel good. Um, let's not be scared. Let's destigmatize the crap out of it. Um, you know, it's we, we've reached a tipping point in in society where this stuff really is accepted in all in probably all nine of the countries that are listening right now, right? Um, and we we're really really excited to help bring more people awareness and more people more cannabinoids and more cannabinoid rich products that are effective for their individual conditions or their own individual interests or wants or needs. Mm-hmm. And we really pride ourselves on being able to help individuals with individual needs. Um, and you know, we, we do, we will even occasionally do custom formulations for people who need it um, on a case by case basis with doctor recommendations. Um, and so and we, we do that because, you know, again, you know, it's, it really is based on your own individual experience. And I just want to hammer that part home is that, you know, this is a great opportunity to learn more about yourself to learn to listen to your body, learn to listen to what your body is doing. I want everybody to just take a minute and listen to their body. <laughs> and if we can all do that, we're all going to be better athletes. I love it. So guys, thank you for coming on to the podcast here. I know it's been very thorough and we've gone over so many different things. We could probably do like four other podcasts <laughs> with all of the information <laughs> sure. that we have. Um, but is there anything else you guys would like to add or any, I want to know uh, what your experience with CBD is. Ooh, uh-huh. Good question. <laughs> so I, I use it before bed. So specifically for recovery purposes, 100%. Like that's, uh-huh. that's my number one reason why is because if I can improve my sleep quality and duration, uh, at an optimal number of hours of sleep, then I'm going to ride better. I'm going to lift better. I'm going to feel better. And live a more healthier and enjoyable life. That's really what it comes down to. Um, And so for my goals, for my athletes goals, um, I typically recommend CBD um, in the context of recovery enhancement. Like we talked about, it's a tool in the toolbox. I'm not saying you have to take it because that's up to the customer or the client, right? But I would recommend it as as it is a part of a, a, a useful tool and exactly what that summary said in the conclusion of that review article in evidence is there's a lot of benefits in, in ways that they're not very clear on what exactly the benefits are for each study, but they're finding that there's so many benefits to this compared to a placebo, compared to other painkillers, like we've literally like compared and contrast, uh, tramadol, even potentially like anti-anxiety medication, like benzos, like, <laughs> like Xanax, for example. Um, Clonopin's another one that's on there. So in, in overall context, the evidence in the literature is trending in a positive direction um, of the benefits of CBD. So I recommend it. I think you guys provide a lot of clarity with, hey, this is what is what a lot of the market is doing with lower dosage and, and people not really feeling effects. So they just keep buying more of the same product. And they're like, I'm not getting any benefit of it. And really providing the cost effectiveness and clarity within that. So I, I want to thank you guys we're literally laying it out there and being transparent with, with your products. So thank you, buddy. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that is the wrap up for our podcast here today. If you guys want to reach out to us or twisted spoke, please let us know. They do have a sports performance line. Like we talked about 
these guys are awesome. They have experience of not only being on the trail, um, racing, they, they have been competitive, um, but they also can talk about their customers and clients so that if you guys have any questions, please let us know and we'll make sure to address it to them. So. And if you guys ever want to give us a call, you can reach us at 719-247-3639 or send an email to twistedspokecbd at gmail.com. Um, and we'll, we're always available. Come by and holler. If you're in the Colorado Springs area, please come by and check out our storefront. Um, this is a place for us to get to know you, talk to you, um, hang out. You know, let's have a cup of coffee sometime. CBD is confusing. That's why we are here. That's why we have a, a showroom and a brick and mortar in addition to our manufacturing is stuff's complicated. Yeah, <laughs> for you sure. want to put some of our contact information maybe in the links you post too. Absolutely. Be convenient for people. Absolutely.